Disclaimer, since this was recorded through a Zoom call, the audio on this one isn't ideal, but we still had a great chat and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Backbeat. the backbeat today we are chatting to maddie from velvet bloom which is a neo soul alt pop jazz rock bit of everything really um music project um founded by maddie herself she performs solo with a bunch of variations of her live band the veto collective um from melbourne um we are chatting with her she's sitting in the sunshine right now how are you I'm good, thank you. <laughs> Joined by the cutest puppy in the world, yeah. by the way, for um, y'all that can't see. Yeah, she's um, she's very cute, but she's been an absolute menace. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Oh, her name. She's my mum's dog. Her name's Marshmallow. Um, Marshmallow. Oh, very fitting. Uh, yeah, she's like we, we've like she's mum's only had her for like maybe five days now, and this like just today she started biting heaps. Uh, teething. So <laughs> she's so, but she's also so cute. So you can't like tell. Yeah. <laughs> just look like you like. It's fine. Yes, yeah, she's very very adorable. <laughs> Um, just to gush a little bit first, we're both super obsessed with your tracks, like Take It In and Teacher. And of course, your latest release, Run, which you released, it was in October? Yeah. October. October yeah. 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 Absolutely obsessed. It was really funny, actually. I was listening to your tracks before and I put Run on and this little guy, Crumpet, he ran up to me, jumped on me, and just fell asleep straight away. It was oh, so cute. It was so cute. So he was just absolutely zenned out by your track. Oh, that's so Thought you would love to know. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. And crumpets and adoption. <laughs> yeah, we got him literally, it'll be two weeks tomorrow. He's five. And, like, we just went to a shelter to just have a quick look. And they told us that he'd literally just arrived that day, like, when, oh. when we went to look at him. So we're like, well, we have to take him. It's yeah. meant to be. Fate, fate played a hand in that. Yeah. Oh, but, um, yeah. But how's the um, how's the release been going? How's it been received? It's been really great um, so far. We've uh, This is, like, the first release where we've had, like, a full team involved. So, mm-hmm. well, not, like, a full team, but, like, the, it's been the biggest version of our team that, like, we've had so far. So, um we released it like independently through Cousin Will Records, mm-hmm. um, which has been like incredible because we've never released like through a label before. Um, and then Sarah Guppy has been doing PR through this much talent. Um, with Hell yeah. In, like with Kara as well. Um, and they've been so great. Like they've got so many connections and I usually just try and do most of the PR stuff myself, but this has just been like magic because they actually care about um, our projects probably like as much as I do. So it's like, yeah, it's really nice to have people like that involved with what you're doing. Oh, it would make such a difference. Yeah, it does. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I think like I kind of touched on it in the intro going through all the genres that you kind of have tacked on there. Um, where do you think your primary influence comes from? 
Um, like artist wise or like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of, um, Aretha Franklin and Amy Winehouse and Ella Fitzgerald. Um, so I think soul would probably have to be like my main, my main background. Um, even like people like Jeff Buckley or like Donny Hathaway. Um, but it's just, it's really great because like all the band members have like different influences as well. So usually ends up being like a mesh of, of all of the things um, when we're writing, um, which is really special because it makes it like very unique to us. Yeah, beautiful. Those artists that you mentioned, um, is it like music that your parents would listen to when you were growing up as well? Yeah, parents or like grandparents or just stuff that I like enjoyed. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember like because we didn't have the best internet um, when I was growing up because we lived on Arthur Seat um, and I recorded like just so that I could have like a memo of like um, a song in my phone but I recorded, um, I think it was... I can't remember which song it was, but it was Amy Winehouse and I would just listen to it like all the time because like I didn't have like a proper connection to like YouTube or anything. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure it might have been um, Tears Dry on their own. But yeah, I just, I've always, I've always been very into like soul, soul music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like you have like a bit of like an emotional connection with it as well and like you feel like that's the best way you can kind of put emotion into your music too I think like lyrically and um and vocally like that that definitely speaks to uh me and like where I'm at and um I think that it would be the most accurate representation of like something that I can do with my voice that is um that is expressed in a way that I would want it to be mm-hmm. yeah yeah your voice definitely works for that kind of yeah. genre as well mm. it's so very smooth very what's the word I don't know buttery definitely the genre that I feel most connected to when writing I would say just because like you know soul music like you can kind of like belt things out and sing things like super softly and like I feel like it kind of takes you on a bit of an emotional roller coaster. um mm-hmm. obviously all music does but I think that that just is the best um that depicts like my voice mm-hmm best at any other like out of out of all the genres yeah 100 percent um so super exciting that live music is finally back as well and hopefully it stays that way yeah fingers crossed um Uh, so do you have any upcoming plans for like uh, gigs of your own or even like some ticks that you've got for other gigs that you're going to see we've got um we've got a show coming up for it's like a Christmas special because we're releasing oh, a awesome song very soon. Mm-hmm. So we're doing um, like a Christmas event, but not necessarily a Christmas event. Um, and raising funds for the ASR, kind of just to make to make things a little bit easier over Christmas for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Spread a little bit of love. <laughs> Is that going to involve like some carols as well thrown in there? Um. I think we're just going to sing like our original carol Mm -hmm. um, that will be released on December 13th, which Mm -hmm. is very exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. 
like finishing that one off or like we were finishing that one off today so um yeah I'm very excited for everyone to hear that it just like adds a little bit of magic which is nice (laughs) you're very big into Christmas I'm I actually like I'm not huge on Christmas um I think that I used to be um but like my dad passed away when I was like pretty young and so like Christmas has always been like a bit of a hard time for my family but I think that the intention behind the Christmas Carol was more therapeutic thing and to make it um yeah to give everyone else I guess something special over Christmas because I know it's like not always the easiest time for Mm -hmm. people but I think as well like obviously I like I do love like uh the festive season just like spending time with your friends and family and all of that kind of stuff but I think Mm -hmm. it's a lot of um like emotional um emotional connections to my childhood I'd say yeah absolutely I feel like this Christmas is gonna be crazy for everyone because obviously not everyone's seen their family heaps and friend heaps like like myself like I'm going home for the first time in nearly a year which is really exciting um but oh I'm so excited for this this Christmas song to come out that's so cool yeah um but yeah the event's gonna be like more special I'm like we've got um Caitlin Keegan and Jothy um oh cool yeah we're gonna be raising hopefully a bit of money for the ASRC um on the 22nd of December. Cool. Yeah. Whereabouts is, yeah. <laughs> um, it's at Colour in Carlton. Colour. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Love the venue. They're the best. And have you been to any gigs since since everything's opened back up? Yeah, I actually went to a gig last night. I headed to Askuma Beats um, with Horatio Luna. Mm. And that was phenomenal. I swear, every time I see them, I'm just like... <laughs> This is like the energy on stage is just like something that I've never witnessed. It's very cool. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I've seen, I think I've seen probably you guys perform maybe three or four times yeah. um, at various shows and like solo and with the band and everything like that. And I was just wondering what the separation is between Velvet Bloom and the Vito Collective rather than it just being like Velvet Bloom as the band and then you performing yeah. solo as well. Well, I think we're actually making the change back um, just to make the entire project Velvet Bloom and then I guess like the different, like it'll we'll differentiate it by just saying that I'm playing solo when I am. Mm. Um, but I, I initially it was kind of like um, to give the band a little bit more credit. Um, but I think as well, like since they've started to have more of an input in the music, it does make sense for it to just be Velvet Bloom as like an entirety. Mm. Um, I think initially it was kind of like I would write a lot of songs and um, would have like a lot more creative input than anyone else would in the band so it like it didn't really make sense for the entire project to be under Velvet Bloom and I wanted like you know that um the members to have their own kind of their own kind of thing um yeah but yeah now that now that a lot of us are kind of like collaborating more um on the songs and like especially on the um the songs like after a certain point like when I bring them to the band um they're a lot more involved with the writing process now that's interesting because I think I think um over the 
the time of COVID, people have had a harder time collaborating and getting together. So how has that gone for you guys in coming closer? Yeah, like, I mean, it's obviously been difficult to physically catch up. Yeah. Um, But in saying that, like, in between lockdowns and stuff, um, I think it just made it more evident that, like, we were all really wanting this to work and really wanting to be involved um, in this project and that it was something that was really close to all of us and something that made all of us um, feel very connected not only to each other but I think, like, to music um, because obviously, like, it can get stale, like, just working by yourself. Um, And I was, like, I was pretty lucky writing-wise, like, I can usually like find inspiration from um, from most things, but like there hasn't been a lot of inspiration. I think it's just like like coming back out of things there has been, but like in terms of like spending um, months on ends, like in ones, mm. it does get a bit stale. So yeah, having um, having the band's involvement, like, and kind of reiterating. Um, that like their importance is like has been really really great for me and for them I think as well yeah Yeah. with your writing process do you have a preference for like either just like writing yourself and then kind of bringing that to the band or do you ever kind of like all just write together um, I'm not an I'm not a musician or an artist. I have no idea how I can't do any of it. So I would love to know. <laughs> I think everyone's different. I usually like um for me like the lyricism and like the actual writing of the song when it's like just forming. That's usually a pretty personal thing, and like I'll do that by myself. Um, and I'll get the song to like a certain point, and then I'll bring it to the band, and they'll like like all of their own flavors to um everything and like sometimes we'll like change chords or um I don't know change like beat or um make things different um in in certain ways but um usually I think the bones of the song are there like when I bring it to the band mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you're the lyricist um, primarily yeah I'm yeah I'm I'm the lyricist yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we've previously interviewed um, one of your friends and I guess our friend um, Yara. Oh. I guess she's one of your bandmates as well. Um, that was a that was a great chat. Um, yeah. I mean, you kind of just answered that co- the question I'm about to ask them anyway. But um, how do you find it working with friends on a personal and professional level? Yeah, like I mean, it can be it can be hard at times, um, but I think when you find the right people to work with, like it can be made easy. But Yara's actually moved on to kind of pursue her own stuff, um, mm-hmm. which I'm like very proud of her for. Um, but we have a new keys player, and his name's Miguel. And oh, plays. that's right. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. Gabby. That's Miguel from Collards. Yeah. Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Um, Stop it! Melbourne um, is too small. That's yeah. too crazy. So, like, the Christmas Carol will be the first, um, the first song that he's like featured on of ours. So mm-hmm. we're really excited about that. Um, but yeah, Yara's obviously doing incredible things. Like, um, she's working at like a music school kind of thing, and um, mm. she's also just finished. I think just finished uni or just finishing uni, like now. Mm. So, we used to work on fem jams together and stuff. Um, but yeah, it is like, you know, coming back to that question, like 
there's so much dedication involved. Like you have to put so much time into rehearsals and writing and touring and planning and all of that kind of stuff. And so like if you already have like, you know, a few projects and sometimes it can be really hard to like commit enough of your time to um, other projects. So, yeah, it can be it can be difficult, but I think if um if everyone's dedicated to the cause, then it's, yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Could you ever, you, oh, sorry, you go. No, you go. You go, you go. <laughs> I was going to say, could you ever see yourself kind of like, like living with all your bandmates as well and just really kind of making it the, your whole life nearly? I don't know. Like. Um, like, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think as well um, we all are, like, very good mates. Um, but, like, in saying that, like, I'm definitely someone who needs their space. (laughs) Um, I, as I said, like writing and, um, yeah, songwriting and stuff is like, is quite a personal thing for me. So, and and I feel like, you know, they're all, they're all very respectful. Like they're all very respectful of, um, knowing someone like needs their own time and stuff. So yeah, I, I definitely could see myself like living with them at some point. Um, especially because, like, Renick, our bassist, does, like, all of our graphic design. And um, there's been, like, so many times where we've kind of, like, all been just together for, like, multiple days and it's just, like, so much easier when it's, like, hey, can you just, like, confirm that this is, like, right or, like, can we just, like, go through this song and make sure that the chords are right or, like, whatever. Like, it's just, like, it obviously is so much easier when you're just there, especially because... I live on the peninsula and Alex lives on the peninsula and Renick lives on the peninsula primarily, but like then Nick, our drummer lives in Melbourne and Miguel lives in Melbourne. So it's like, yeah, rehearsals and stuff like there usually is a little bit of commuting to get to wherever. But um, I think that we intend on doing some riding trips um, soon. So that'll be really cool because we've never done it like that. Yeah. Cool. Take yeah. it like a retreat to write and yeah. create. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you ever do like much of your writing like by the water, like by the beach? Yeah, like sometimes. Um, I kind of am pretty lucky in the way that I can I can write in most um, in most places. Um, but yeah, I think living on the peninsula, I've been um, incredibly fortunate just because there is so much nature, and I think that nature always um, promotes. Uh, very good. Only sparks creativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I wish I lived on the peninsula. <laughs> Sick of the city. <laughs> it's really down here and like we're trying to find like um, a share house at the moment. Um, so Alex, like our guitarist and I, and then like a few other creatives as well. So I'm very excited to move into like into that space. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be really nice. Are there many good like live performance um, spaces down there? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, that's shitty. Um, there's one space in Mornington called Gods, which is like great for solo stuff. Um, and the owner is such a legend. Like they're really nice. Um, apparently, there's some kind of coming out of the woodwork like now, but when um, yeah, there hasn't been like there hasn't been a lot. Um, there used to be a place called Baja in Rye and I used to play there quite a bit, but that shut down. Um, and apparently it's coming back this summer, but I don't really know. It's been like shut down for probably like three or four years. So, Oh, wow. 
I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time to be out of business. Yeah. yeah. Not the same business. I think they're calling it Harbars, like not Bar Hub. <laughs> um, which, yeah, I, I honestly, like, I don't really know what, yeah, what that is going to be. What the go is, yeah. <laughs> But I've, I've heard I've heard lots of rumors. I think like the whole music community down here is like, oh, cool, a music venue. But like, <laughs> what will it be? Yeah. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, um, you mentioned earlier the uh, the like project of Fem Jams, which was actually my next question was that I think you said I think it's got you as a founder and everything. You've organized, you've performed, and everything like that. Um, for those who don't know, it's this gorgeous repeating live event. It's very community diversity focused and um, all about bringing, I guess, women together. Mm. Um, you've done a few collaborations and I think there was a fundraiser in there somewhere. How did it all like yeah. come about and where do you see it going? Um, it came about because, so like, yeah, Fem Gems is a space for mainly women, transgender and non-binary people to mm. perform Um and uh, males are allowed to join in the last jam, but it just kind of sets a tone, like, at the beginning of the evening. Um, it came about because we were at an event that I run at the night, which is about, like, diversity. And um, and that, that event, um, we were kind of, like, focusing on bringing... Um, uh, women identifying people like to the front and had an entire year of um, female friendly lineups, which was like really nice. Um, but yeah, it kind of came about because Pia and Yara and I were at that event. And I think that Pia had mentioned something about like, how cool would it be like to have a jam space like this, like, like exactly like what this feel is, but like a jam space. Um, I think that one of our friends had been in a really gross situation where like her keyboard was turned off in a jam space and um she was the only female on stage and like they literally just like went and turned her keyboard off and what like and there had been a, a few other times where like um I'm not sure if it was intentional or if it was just like a mm. a weird thing that happened but like oh, coincidence yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I think we just kind of, like, really felt passionate about creating a space where, like, people felt um, safe enough to just get on stage and try it and, like, not be worried about, um, yeah, someone turning off their keyboard or, like, <laughs> mocking, like, whatever. Or just, like, feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. There's, mm. there's no sense of discomfort, I don't think, there. Like, people are, I think, stepping out of their comfort zone because it's, like you like go on stage like and you kind of have to take that leap but like if we know that people really want to get on stage and like they need that extra push then like we'll always be those people for them because like I think it is really important and I think music should be a lot more accessible than it is now and I think there's also like a lot of elitist bullshit happening in music in Melbourne especially um mm -hmm. and so yeah it is it's really important to actually have people in space um being able to create um, and also support each other. 
Yeah, beautiful. And so it will continue to be a thing as well. You want it to keep going and is it going to get bigger and better or do you think it's kind of at its peak and it's going to like flow that way or? Um, No, I'm, we have big, we have big ambitions for this event. I think like every single time that we've um, ran the event, we've sold like, you know, more tickets each time. And then the last last film jams that we had, like I think we doubled ticket sales to the previous event, um, which was really nice. And, you know, we eventually want to create, um, create the space so that we can move it to a bigger venue and, um, yeah, have more involvement from different artists and stuff. Cause like at this point it's like, I'll bring my guitar through like, um, and like everyone kind of shares instruments and stuff. Um, which is like also kind of the beauty of it, but mm. to have um, kind of more of a space because um, colour is so incredible, but the stage isn't uh, huge, and we'd mm. like to incorporate um, yeah a lot of a lot of different things. Like have like a big percussion kind of section, and like um, yeah, have a lot more have a lot more things that people can kind of like jump on mid. Do you have, like, a dream venue that you would love to be able to host that at? Like, do you have one in mind? um, Like, anywhere? Like, I think that we've always kind of, like, wanted to move it. The intention was, like, we started it at the Night Cat and then I think that the intention was, like, moving it um, back to the Night Cat when it was at a level that we would sell enough tickets. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so I think, like, I think that the idea of having it at the Night Cat is pretty special just because, like, the stage is in the middle and, like... Yeah, yeah. I love the Night Cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the Night Cat. I'm probably... But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, it's really great that you can kind of... It's very immersive and I think that that's, that's the kind of space that Femme Gems needs to have, um, mm-hmm. yeah, in order for it to, to be the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Because <laughs> Melbourne will just everywhere is just so lacking mm. those kind of safe spaces for women, women identifying people, non-binary people. And it's it's upsetting. Um and like it just like comes comes to mind like spaces that spaces like Yaya's, you know, I've heard so many stories lately about it just being overrun by you know, the straight male and it just like, it doesn't feel like a fun, safe place to be anymore. And, um, you know, not to, obviously we don't want to exclude people either, yeah. but, um, but those spaces are so important. I think so too. Especially. That's, that's idea. Like initially it started off, um, as an event where only, um, female GNC people like were able to jam, like everyone was welcome in the space, but like the jams were kind of only for, um, female identifying people but um yeah then we progressed um like the idea of it and like kind of really thought about our values and um how we wanted to how we wanted like everything to run and how we wanted it to um be projected into the world and I think that it's really nice to have that element of it still but like Mm -hmm. set the tone Mm -hmm. with that but then have like have my onto the stage and like show people that it can actually be really really nice like jamming um yeah like improv like improvising and jamming in those kind of environments with males if they're like respectful 
and like and all of them are like we haven't had we haven't had a problem at Femme Jams with um anyone being like disrespectful um and I think Mm. the, the element of like dancing and like having Maggie like facilitating um dance jams I think that's like that's so special to me just because like I've always kind of been big on um incorporating like multiple art forms into one space like in one event because helps like helps everyone mm-hmm. yeah that's a, a kind of off, top, off topic but not really I was literally just watching a TikTok um before we started and it was at like an outdoor rave mm. um, and there was music playing and there was this guy that's like dancing but he's painting at the same time yeah and like that would be such a cool event yeah. Be like at a gig and you can dance around and you can paint or draw. Yeah. That would be so cool. I think you, um, can, you can take that idea if you want to. Run with it. We're gonna, <laughs> we've always kind of spoken about eventually incorporating um, artists like to come mm-hmm. and like either paint or like draw or um, like interpreting the music and like turning yeah. it into something visual. Yeah. Something mm, on like, yeah. We just haven't like figured out the right way um, to do that yet. And obviously, like um, music is like my strong point and like Maggie's like um an incredible dancer. Um mm-hmm. and then like obviously the girls who are involved as well, like they're musicians. Um but I think it would be cool if we were to move forward with an idea like that to have someone um who was an artist who could kind of facilitate that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um just because like I know I feel like you always find that even like in the in the music industry, um there are, like, there are always crossovers, like, in, um, I don't know, like, payment or, like, what's acceptable um, when booking someone or, like, what is required. But, like, I think as well, like, sometimes as a musician, like, um, you'll, you'll try to book someone in a way that is, like, music-based, like, mm-hmm. um, in a sense. And then, like, if it's a dancer or something, like, they need like they need different information like they need like things that you wouldn't necessarily think about mm. is not necessarily um experienced in that in that field so it's kind of a learning curve for you guys as well yeah definitely and like I would yeah. want to um I wouldn't want to act as if I know heaps about art when I don't <laughs> yeah yeah well, it's just such. It would be such a good way to just get a whole other group of people mm. involved as well. You know, people that might not be like that knowledgeable or that into music. Like, yeah. well, here's another way that you can get involved, yeah. which is awesome. And like, there has been. There's been so many people coming through that are just like very out of scope of, of like what we would expect. Um, which is like that's the intention. So it's been mm. really nice when that's happened, especially when it's like a violin, like a someone who was playing violin came through last um, last week when we had fem jams, and it was like, yeah. no, we were like, oh, what cool. <laughs> like, um, I love yeah. it when someone whips out like a classical instrument yeah. when you're at like a not so classical gig. Like yeah. it's just so exciting. <laughs> it, was, it was so it was so sick, and she killed it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah just that's again like moving back to like wanting to have it at the nightcap potentially like we'd have like multiple DIs where like you kind of just like plug into if you have like I don't know violin or like a any mm-hmm. um and multiple yeah. mics like instrument mics as well um because we've had like flautists and like other yeah other kind of um other uh instruments that aren't necessarily typical yeah the normal yeah 
Oh yeah. my God, that'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. The booths at the Nightcat would kind of be like, the booths at the Nightcat would be like a cute little space to do like art and stuff. I'm just trying to like picture out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting excited. <laughs> We've got a few of the, um, the booths then and like, yeah, it's, it's had a little bit of a renovation. Um, uh-huh. But there are still like seats and stuff on the side that I, I know that would be able to do that kind of thing with. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to go to the next one. Yeah. We'll have to see yes. what, what progress you make. Yeah, please. It'd be great. Um, so when we were first kind of trying to um, organise this podcast and we had to postpone a couple of times, Yeah. Um, one thing you mentioned was an emergency mastering session. Um, can we know a little bit more about that? <laughs> yeah, we just, we're in the process of like um, getting the masters together for our EP and um, our mastering engineer is phenomenal. He's so good. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, basically like we've never done vinyl before and like that's been like a pretty big learning process for us um and yeah there are certain things like I didn't realize that you had to like or I didn't realize that you couldn't um or that you could just send like an entire um chunk of like the music and then he could kind of just like splice it yeah points um which I like Initially, like, that's what I thought, but then, like, our um, mix engineer had sent, like, um, all of the stamp, like, all of the just in, like, single song format. Um, but, yeah, so there was, like, a transition that we had, like, had very big ideas for and um, it just wasn't right. Like, and no one would have, no one would have known. It's just we're all very finicky and pedantic. <laughs> so is the uh, recording process like different or like the mixing uh, and mastering process different if you're wanting to put your music on vinyl? Yeah, it is. Um, ah, I had no idea. Mm. Like to an extent. Um, I think for us it was mainly like uh, knowing now that like, we can just send an entire file of like all of the music. We can um, incorporate our own fades and transitions and um, have it as like the exact piece of music that we want. Um, that's opened a lot of doors for us, especially for like future music projects. Like, um, yeah, I think that I think that that's going to make our lives like a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. I feel like vinyl is such a gorge it would like especially for your music would be such a gorgeous format to have that in yeah um and even even just to be able to have like like a, a cover sleeve with like just a big old velvet bloom cover aha I just feel like that'd be so cool to see yeah um we've we've put a lot of work into this one and I um I don't think I've ever been as proud of like something as I am of this so I'm um, yeah very excited that's what you want that's yeah. what you want yeah. Um, your bandmate, I've forgotten his name, um, that does the um, like the artwork and stuff, yeah. the graphic design. Has he done the the cover art? Yeah, we've um, we've been working Ooh. tirelessly. Honestly, like everyone that we show, they're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> what? Like like a cool one, or like a, a what? What? <laughs> uh, like we we went all out with this one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that the announcement for that will be like. 
next year, early next year. Okay. Yeah, but I'm very, very excited to show everyone. Heck yeah. We'll have to pop up a review or something as well. Yeah, do it. Yeah, hell yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Now I can't wait. Um, Okay, so we're down to our last question. Yeah. Um, We've had you do your homework. Uh, What are your (laughs) What are your top three Aussie artists right now? All right. Um, So I think I've always been incredibly inspired by like Nay Palm slash Haters Carity. Um, Yeah. And I think that pretty much any musician in Melbourne that you would ask, Australian, hundred percent, or like who their biggest like inspirers are, um, would say that they were up there. I think as well, like every single time that I see them live, um, I just my jaw just is on the ground for the entire, (laughs) like uh, how, (laughs) 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 and like how does it like you know, you're four people and you're making it sound just like that. It's a <laughs> yeah. room full of, like, yeah. Yeah, it's always, I'm always like just so in awe of um, them and, um, yeah, their their music. Um, I think that I'm going to have to say um, Tiana Kasai slash Izzy, like um, her band. I haven't really had, like, I, I'm I'm not I haven't met them in person but um I am obsessed with their music and I like I would say that that's been one of my um the Izzy album I think um Irene was like one of my biggest albums of um like of this year I would say um I listen to it a lot and also like um Chris Gill from Northside Records um he put me on to Tiana um so, yeah, I like I'm being like, what have you got for me? And he was like, yeah, you should you should check this out. And I was yeah, I was really really impressed. Um, and I haven't actually gotten to see her live yet, but I I definitely intend on it. Um, hopefully she plays sometime this year. Um, but then, there's not long to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I always like it's December and I can't. No. It doesn't feel like it. It really doesn't. No. Yeah. And then um I think that I know I've already said three, but um just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that we toured with Great Gable and Super Thick and um we already like we already have loved Great Gable like forever and like they're become really good mates of ours but um the super thick crew they are so great they're such incredible musicians and um yeah I think that in terms of um Australian artists who I'm like inspired by like they are definitely up there as well they're so awesome yeah yeah amazing yeah (laughs) we always I find that occasionally when we ask that question there's it's either we know all of them or we know none of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but it's, it's cool too. to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool yeah. to sort of, uh, educate ourselves on, on, on new mm. things. And mm-hmm. I think, um, I've just, you've just actually also reminded me, um, when we asked, what is the cat doing? <laughs> 
um, in asking that question, we were going to do playlists yeah. for each of our episodes based on people's oh, answers. Yeah. And I think oh, I need yeah. to jump on that and, and do that. Oh, so God, that I we can, all them do that. Yeah. And we'll actually have to have a listen to people's answers that we don't know already because yeah. uh, we've got to, we've got to educate ourselves. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to do that for this episode. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. Through um, some links, but yeah, I think as well, like I've always been so inspired by like so many Melbourne artists that that is like all Melbourne slash Australian artists that mm. that question's always like really hard. Um, but yeah, that that's, that's who I think I'm resonating with most right now at this point. Yeah. If you're like comfortable sharing what were like your Spotify wrapped top five artists, because <laughs> I feel like it's always either like, okay, yeah, of course that was it. Or just completely not what you think it's going to be. You're like, oh my God, I listened to that. Yeah. So <laughs> I was actually having this conversation with Elle from Great Gable and um, I got him onto these like vocal exercises um, mm. and like, that's like my Spotify wrapped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he kind of he put up a story, and I was just like, "That is so funny." Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like rain sounds, it's vocal exercises. <laughs> yeah, it's just these vocal exercises um, that like I usually put on like before a show, or like even if I'm just like warming up for rehearsal or whatever. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's just funny because like a lot of musicians probably have experienced that as well. Um, mm. Yeah. But yeah, I found it hilarious. I was like, are you, you are joking. <laughs> I listen to so much music and this is like, this is 21. This is what you've got to show for. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't right, even know I think, that was um, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. <laughs> All right, awesome. I think that's that's pretty much all we've got for you. Um, thank you so much for making the time to chat with us. We really appreciate it. Mm. Um, if you've like, if you'd like to kind of like um, replug like your upcoming like release dates and your most recent release and um, maybe when those shows were going to be, um, go for it. Absolutely, go for it. Even like all your um, your social handles. Absolutely, just plug yourself. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, go. Um, so I guess you can find our music at Velvet Bloom. We have um, a Christmas song coming out on the 13th of December and a show raising funds for the ASRC, um, like a Christmas special on the 22nd of December. Um, and then, yeah, Run, our latest like actual single came out um, in October and all this stuff is on Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> awesome. perfect thank you so much yeah thank you um we'll we'll have to see you at your next gig i reckon yeah um we're really excited for the next one like when profits are going somewhere else i feel like i always put so much more energy into it so Mm. yeah yeah not necessarily for me and it's christmas and shit time for everyone but like people (laughs) People in camps and yeah, asylum seekers are just mm. copying it so rough. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's an awesome cause. Yeah, yep. we'll pop um, we'll pop the link to donate to them as well on yes. your episode. Thank I reckon. you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, and I'm sure I'll see you very soon. Hopefully. Awesome. All right. Cool. See you. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much.